Welcome to the Blogger to Author Podcast, where we help you turn your content into a book so you can share your passion, build authority in your niche, and make a little money too. Now, here's your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Hi, and welcome to episode 22 of the Blogger to Author podcast. I am your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Today, I am very excited to feature an interview with author and blogger Megan Olson. Megan is a nutrition practitioner, author of the book Ditch the Diet, freelance food photographer for several websites, and group fitness instructor. On her blog, Skinny Fitalicious, she shares healthy, gluten-free recipes, weight loss tips, and her personal health trials. As a nutrition practitioner, she works with others to take control of their health and lose weight while discovering their self-worth. Enjoy this interview with Megan. Thank you very much, Megan, for taking the time to be on the Blogger to Author podcast. Thank you for having me, Beth. You are so welcome. So what I want to do to start out with is hear a little bit more about you and your blog and your passion, how you help people, everything you do. Sure. So my name is Megan Olson. Um, Three and a half years ago, I started my blog after um, losing 80 pounds. My blog is Skinny Fitalicious, and I create low-calorie, gluten-free recipes that are easy to make. I try to make things that have very few ingredients and only take under 30 minutes for people. And I started Skinny Fitalicious originally with the intent of sharing with people how I lost 80 pounds because for me, it wasn't about doing high-intensity workouts. I I had a bad hip and um, had a lot of medical things that I had to sort of overcome in order to lose that weight. And the way I did it was through walking and just transforming my diet and eating healthy. And so many people were asking me, you know, what were those steps or those things that I did to transform my body and lose weight that I decided to create my blog where I could share those things. And originally when I started the blog, I never thought that I would become a recipe food developer and a freelance food developer, um, which is a lot of what I do now in addition to managing my blog. Um, So um, I never imagined it would become what it has become today. I'm now blogging full time and doing freelance work full time. In addition to managing my blog, I am also a nutrition practitioner. I just graduated um, three weeks ago from an 18-month program. So thank you. So it was a really long program, a long 18 months. All of my weekends were spent studying. I was pulling my hair out studying biochemistry, and <laughs> I got through it somehow. <laughs> so, and I'm so happy I did it. So now the other aspect of my blog is writing about nutrition, which I have found to be my true passion, is really helping other women find their balance in nutrition because I don't believe there's a one-size-fits-all for everybody. And, and so now I coach women to lose weight. I help them balance their hormones. I help them discover what foods make them feel good and, and really how to find that sweet spot that makes them feel good, but also helps them on their path to getting healthy. 
Love that. Love your message and everybody listening. If Megan sounds like the type of person who you want to check out, which of course she is, I will include links to find her, her blog, social media, and everything in the show notes. So head there. You also may have spotted her recipes on Pinterest or even on Facebook. She's had several of them go viral lately. Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) So what I would love to do is transition a little bit to talking about your book. So if you wouldn't mind, would you please tell us what your book is about? Sure. My book is called Ditch the Diet. And I wrote this almost two years ago now. It's about um, the healthy habits you need to build to lose weight. So it's not a weight loss book that tells you this is what you eat, this is how you eat, and this is the formula, because again, I don't believe there's a one-size-fits-all. I really truly believe that there are habits that you need to build that will help you lose weight or get healthier, whatever that health goal happens to be. So my book, Ditch the Diet, really breaks those habits down for people. It talks about, um, there's a whole chapter just on fitness, a chapter on meal planning, a chapter on calorie counting and portion sizing. And I really walk readers through step-by-step how to do different things. In addition to that, the book also talks a lot about about mindset and how mindset can really lead to weight gain and not being able to release weight because often people are holding on to weight for reasons that subconsciously they don't always know. So I talk a lot about that in the book as well and about how to release those things. Love that. And that's a very important message for a lot of people. So what made you want to write your book? Can you tell us a little bit about that decision process and maybe even a little bit about the writing and publishing process for you? Sure. So what made me want to write the book was I had just started um, full-time blogging and I had written a small ebook um, if you go to my site and you sign up for my email subscription, you'll get just a small ebook that talks about eight steps to, you know, jumpstarting your healthy living. And a lot of my readers, I have a, a lot of readers who were asking me, well, we love this ebook in your subscription. Do you have another book? And so many people were asking me that I was, I was like, okay, I have to sit down and write a book. And, and to be quite honest, I love writing. Even as a kid, I remember sitting in my parents' basement and I would sit at my little desk and I would write short novels and short stories as a kid. My mom still has all of them. And she, to this day, says, you were always meant to be a writer. So writing for me comes very naturally and it was something that I really wanted to do. So I sat down and wrote the book in, I think it was seven days. And oh my goodness. I know. It, it went really quickly. It was like once I got started, it just all came out of me very quickly. And I couldn't get it down fast enough. So it was a very exciting process. Um, just getting all of those thoughts down on paper and organizing them. Everything that I had been through with my weight loss and all the things that I've learned as a nutritionist. It was just really... Um, really a great process to go through writing a book. And I I think that as bloggers, I think most bloggers have a knack for writing um, in general. So if, if you feel like you like to write and that's something you like to do, you know, if you're a blogger listening to this, I definitely recommend that you 
you look into writing some sort of small ebook or some sort of, you know, small opt-in for your website, because it's just such a good creative experience, I think, for other people to go through. As far as the publishing of the book, I will say that that was the most difficult part. The writing of the book came very easy for me. Um, but the creating the, the graphics and creating the, the cover and, and formatting the book and editing and proofreading the book, that was painfully difficult. And in hindsight, I really wish that I had hired a proofreader or a graphic person. Um, you know, there's so many resources out there where you can hire people for not very much money. And I really wish looking back that I had done that instead of going through the painful process of doing it myself. It took so much time away from everything else that I was doing at the time. And it took a really long time. So I wrote my book, I think I said in seven days. Well, it took me two to three months to actually get it published and and formatted and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So looking back, I think it would have been a better investment of my time and my energy to have had somebody else do that for me. And I think you bring up a good point, and it's something that I think that our listeners should consider as well, is what is your wheelhouse? And when does it make more sense to have somebody else do it instead of doing it yourself? Because if your time is worth, say, $25 an hour, and it's going to take you five hours to do something, and you could pay somebody $30 an hour, and it takes them one hour, well, then it just makes more sense financially to have somebody else do it because you're not spending all of your time doing that. You can spend more of your time doing the stuff you need to do. Absolutely. And that is something that I have learned the hard way as a blogger. Um, I think it was last year when I finally realized that I needed to start kind of transferring some of the mundane duties away and paying for people to help with those things. If I really wanted to move forward, treat my blog as a true business, treat my nutrition practice as a business, I needed to start building, well, what I call in my head an empire. <laughs> I don't know mm -hmm. if it's an empire to everybody else, but I think really having that support team around you, having good resources of people that you can reach out to, and even if you're paying for them, I think that that is the way to drive your business forward. Now, if you're not a blogger listening to this and you're just somebody who's looking to get healthy and to lose weight, this applies to you too. Um, I think a lot of times people think that they have to lose weight or get healthy on their own. And that's not true. There's so many resources available. And I think until you really work with a person who's an expert in that area, you don't realize how much easier they can help you make those transitions. So, you know, they can help you with meal plans, help you decide, you know, what things to be cooking and eating and, you know, help you figure out how many calories and what the right portion sizes are for you, help you set goals, help motivate you, help support you along the way. So I think, you know, whether you're a blogger or whether you're just somebody who's not a blogger and you're just looking to get healthy, I think that applies to both people, both sides of the spectrum. And I think, again, that that's just a really great point. You can think that you want to DIY your way through things, whether it's getting healthy, whether it's writing a book, you know, any number of things. But really, 
sometimes the best route is to get help because you're going to get it done a lot faster. It's just going to be a lot more efficient. So I think that that's an important mindset shift that can really bring you a lot of success. Definitely. I agree. Um, One other point that you brought up that I just want to reiterate is the fact that your book started out as a free ebook that you used as a lead magnet or an opt-in. And this is something that I hope for those of you, whether you're a blogger, entrepreneur, whatever space you're coming from, that you consider because a lot of people do put together these free ebooks as a way to get people on their mailing list. But if that free ebook becomes really popular, that number one has kind of helped you test your idea and you know that people are actually really interested in this topic. And then it's also a great jumping off point for your book. Definitely. So Megan, tell me a little bit more about how your book has helped you grow your blog and your business. Well, interestingly enough, um, after I wrote the book, a few months later, I had people who were asking me, well, we want more, we want more things. And I'm thinking, well, I don't really know if I want to go through and write another book because like I said, the editing process and the publishing was quite, um, quite arduous. But mm-hmm. the, the thing that happened after that was I actually created an online fat loss program. So I have an online course that people can sign up for on my website. And the course has over 25 videos from me where I'm teaching you more in depth the things that you're learning from the book. So it's kind of like the phase two of the book. So what happens a lot of times is readers come to my site, they read, you know, they sign up for my email list and they get the first free book and then they buy my 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 real book, Ditch the Diet. And then from there they decide whether or not they want to take the online Um, course, or if they want to sign up and do nutrition coaching with me. So I get a lot of clients who have already read the book and they're like, well, I read your book and I just wanted more information. Love that. And sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick to get all entrepreneur headspace on you people. And so what Megan has just described is a classic sales funnel that a lot of you might consider putting together and really where a book can fit very well into a sales funnel. So she gets leads or new people into the funnel with her free ebook. And then she has a very low cost item to get them buying from her to get them to become customers that's sometimes called a tripwire product by some marketers. And from there, they get a lot out of that book. They want to continue the relationship and then they want to invest in a higher price program, whether that's one-on-one coaching or the program. So again, just want to get all big picture on those of you who are listening and just point out that what Megan has done is an amazing example of something that you could consider doing with your book as well. Definitely. And thank you for that, Beth. I I don't think I did it on purpose because I don't consider myself a real marketer, (laughs) even though uh, I'm learning to be one as as I'm growing and uh, expanding my business. But it, it was something that just sort of happened by default. And I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. But yeah, it's really important for bloggers to look for those opportunities. Something that I just want to take on to what you just said is you know, not only do you want to create those funnels using your email lists and your and your lead magnets, but um, the other thing that I like to do is to bundle a lot. And I started doing this. So when people buy my book, Ditch the Diet, I also then circle back with them and say, oh, hey, by the way, here's a great bundle. 
and if you're interested in taking this. So I'm currently testing my audience with that, but that's also another great way to get people to come back and buy more things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Are you offering that as an immediate offer or do you come back a couple days later with an email, for example, and say, hey, by the way, here's another product you might be interested in as a bundle? It's usually like seven to 10 days later. Something for everybody to think about there. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. So you've touched on this a little bit, but when you went to go write your book and publish it, everything, what was surprisingly hard about writing your book? And I know you already mentioned the formatting, but feel free to add to that list. And what did you find surprisingly easy? Uh, surprisingly easy was, was the writing. For me, the writing came very naturally. I think when you're very passionate about something and you just kind of get into that creative mindset and you're really focused, like laser focused on it, it's so easy for it to come out. When you feel that passion come on, my biggest advice to people is to embrace it. You know, don't worry about all the other tasks and things that are on your never ending to do list and just focus on that. Just get it done. Um, so for me, that was so easy was writing the book. And especially since it came from such a personal place, a place where I had personally experienced the difficulty in writing the book was balancing it with my blogging responsibilities. I was also starting to freelance at the time. I was also going to nutrition school or just starting school at the time. So balancing all of my other responsibilities with writing the book was difficult. But what I did was I really kind of set everything else aside for those seven days and I only focused on the book. Um, after the book was written, the proofreading and the editing was challenging for me. I've never been great at editing. If you read my blog, there's always editing errors <laughs> all the time. And I don't know if I, if I just read too fast. I, I used to be a consultant and they, they taught us in consulting school that you have to sort of skip read. So a lot of times I skip read through things. So, you know, my biggest advice to somebody would be have somebody else proofread the book because they're going to see things that you don't see no matter how many times you read it. And I'm sure there's probably things even now that I, I haven't, I've missed two years later. The other thing is, is just the actual publishing of the book, formatting it for Kindle and downloads and finding the websites where I could host it so that people could download it easily, Gra creating the graphics for the book cover. I mean, all of that stuff you don't really think about when you're first writing an ebook. You're thinking, oh, it's an ebook. It's going to be easy. But then you, you start really diving into it and it becomes quite a challenge. Um, you know, then you have to create a landing page on your site, you know, to advertise it and to get people to get interested in it and buy it. And then you've got to promote it. And all of those things for me were were challenges. There were all new things that I had to learn. So it took me a really long time to actually launch the book, but I, I gave myself a deadline. I think that I started writing the book. I wrote the book in October of 2015. And I said, December 31st, I want to launch it so that it would be available for people to buy in January. Um, but those two months where I was literally pulling out my hair because of all of the, you know, those tasks I just mentioned that you don't think about that go into writing a book. So again, I, you know, I think that if, if you can find resources online, you know, ask around in Facebook groups, 
ask other bloggers that you know have written books and use them as resources. Try to find other people who can help you do those things. And by all means, pay for it if you can. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And again, I always like to reiterate these big take-home messages or at least reiterate the big points that my guests make. One thing I want to bring attention to that Megan said is the importance of setting a deadline. Because if your book is always just something that's going to happen someday, even if you're just writing it, if you don't have that firm deadline, it's easy to push it off. But when you set that deadline, it creates a mindset shift, I think, and it just really helps you double down and get stuff done. Definitely. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Otherwise, I probably would have procrastinated and waited a a year before I launched my book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's honestly what happened to me with my second book. So I hear you. Megan, what advice do you have for other bloggers or entrepreneurs who want to write a book? I think do your research, understand upfront what is going to, what it's going to take to really write a book. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. So like I mentioned before, there's a lot of other things that go into publishing and writing a book that other people that you don't really imagine it takes until you get into the thick of it and realize it. So really do some research, ask around in Facebook groups, ask other bloggers who you know have published a book and, and find out what does it really take. And the second piece of advice I would have for people is don't only think about the book in terms of you and your space. You also have to think about the legalities. So for instance, you want to make sure that your book is trademarked. I mean, these are things I never imagined as a blogger that I would be getting into legal issues, but there's a couple really good legal websites for bloggers out there. I think businesses is one I've used them before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They've got some, they, they'll give you advice through Facebook groups if you need it. You know, I really wish that I would have spent more time looking at trademarks and trademark names and making sure that the name really, you know, was something that wasn't copywritten and those kinds of things. So if, if you are a blogger looking to publish a book, really go through that legality process up front before you publish, because it's going to save you a lot of heartache in the end. Yeah, spend your time doing some research before you settle on a name. And really, that's good advice for coming up with a name for a blog, a book, whatever you're doing. Definitely. Yeah. I when I originally started my blog, I was called the skinny life. And Shortly after I started my blog, there was somebody who created a website called The Skinny Life, and it was a nutritionist. And I got an email from a lawyer once they started this website saying, um, you are in a copyright infringement. So even though I own the domain, I could not have my name be The Skinny Life anymore. And so I ended up having to go to a lawyer and to figure out like what to do. And it just ended up being easier to transfer to a new name and a new domain. But I never knew as a blogger that that was something that could happen to me. Ugh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. I hope that at least you charged her a lot of money to buy that domain name from you. <laughs> I didn't get anything out of the deal. Uh, According to the lawyer, this happens to bloggers a lot. They There's people who have a lot of money who create these massive websites. And they essentially what he said was they bully smaller people 
in the web space to kind of get them out so that for marketing purposes, they are the only one out there. But it all ended up working out in the end because I, I like my name better now anyway. Skinny Fidelicious is, is much more fitting. <laughs> are there any other tips, tricks, tidbits, advice that you want to give our listeners before we sign off? I would just say go check out the book and I would love to hear, if you do check it out, I'd love to hear what you think about it. Perfect. Yes. And I will absolutely link to Megan's book, Ditch the Diet, as well as her website, her social accounts, everything on the show notes. So you can go follow her and check her out. Thanks so much, Beth. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Once again, thank you very much to Megan for appearing on the Blogger to Author podcast and sharing your experience both as a blogger and your experience putting together your book. I'm sure you listeners got a lot out of that and got some great tips that you will apply when it comes time to write your book. If this episode has inspired you to get writing, be sure to grab my free worksheets that help you get started on your book writing journey. You can pick those up at bloggertoauthor.com slash download. Until next time, happy writing. Thanks for joining us for the Blogger to Author podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share the podcast with your friends and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about Blogger to Author and the podcast at bloggertoauthor.com. Till next time, happy writing.